Hi friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 13 years, 12 good ones, and have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. I've been an entrepreneur since I was five, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hi, friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Love the Process podcast. Also known as Season Dose. (laughs) For my Spanish-speaking friends out there. Uh, We are excited to be back. We have had an awesome summer. We had a great getting kids back to school, and now we are really excited to be back chatting with you about things that we've learned, and we have some interviews also that we're going to do. Episode 21. This is episode 21. Blackjack (laughs) episode. It's good to get 21 if you play blackjack. (laughs) I can tell you from experience. So what do you want to talk about? Okay, so um, I got the experience to go to a Rise Business Conference last weekend. Rise. And so Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis put on a business conference. It was their first one, and they put it on in Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, my friend Brooklyn and I, we went to that, and that was uh, just a great weekend to kind of recharge and get some learnings. But the first one... Kind of one of the main learnings that I wanted to chat about today is that it's all dependent on you. It all starts with you. It's an inside job. So good. So good. All starts with who? You. You. So this morning I was at my... So me. (laughs) Me. Me. So if you're listening to this, so you can just say, it it all starts with... Me. Me. It all starts with me. So we can personalize it. So this morning I was at my workout class... And the instructor, you know, we're down in our squat, burning. And she's like, the only thing standing between your future self and you is you. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what we're talking about at our podcast today. That's awesome. She's right. It's good. You know, I was at a lunch today uh, with my friend Jim, and he was talking about, uh, you. if anybody watched the game last night, um, it was probably going to come out in a couple of days, so... But the game, uh, Pittsburgh was playing Cleveland, and there was a huge altercation, obviously, uh, with the quarterback, something that's been rarely seen in the NFL, uh, where the guy took his helmet off and then used it as a weapon uh, against the player. And I think he's kicked out, at least for the season, et cetera. But so what questions you know, could you ask players, personnel, interview, anybody who's going to be on your team to try to get to um, the decision-making that they're, they're, they're going to undergo? And, uh, you know, one of the things that I said to Jim, and I've interviewed a lot, and he's a, a longtime HR director and, and now a project management uh, director uh, at a large software company that he you've was, all heard of. And he was on our podcast last season. He was. He was on our podcast last season. And, you know, the thing that I said is if you can find people who will not make an excuse – you can't make a word game for them to make an excuse as to why they achieved the result they achieved. And so one of the things, you know, if you're looking to uh, understand, and I'm looking to understand often, 
Um, why did I get the result I got? I first then got to step back to what is the result I'm trying to achieve? Mm. So if I know what is the result I'm trying to achieve, then I've got to go, why did I get the result I got? And then I've got to decide uh, if that result I got wasn't, didn't match the result I intended, what things worked and what things didn't. And, and really have got to look at everything within my scope of control in that review. And so people who don't make excuses often achieve their goals at a much higher rate than, than those who find reasons or excuses, if you will, to not. So that's oh, one that's thing good. I learned. Yeah, that's good. I think with myself, I feel like I can tell whether or not I'm making excuse an excuse if I'm focused too much on the past and not thinking about what am I going to learn to do differently from that in the future. And right. I feel like that's one trick that I've caught myself in is that oh, I must be making an excuse or whining or complaining about what is happening based on I'm stuck in that past and haven't, haven't thought about what's happening next yet. So how do you flush that thought, right? So that's a, that's a I mean, that leads us to the question. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people, um, if you just took stock in your life and say, man, I'm winning here, I'm winning here, I think this is good results, these are the results I'm desiring, but I, I, I'm not getting the result I want in whatever area it may be, Adrian's probably right. There may be something in my past that's causing me to repeat or believe that I'm stuck in the, in the present situation and unable to get through it, which, by the way, would be an excuse, right? Do not let your past be your excuse mm-hmm. would be an encouragement of mine. Regardless of the past, I've said before, and I, I believe with everything, regardless of the past, the future is spotless. And you get to tell the story. So skill sets are, in terms of fleshing a thought to me, is understanding and believing first, being aware of that possibility. Some people are like, what do you mean regardless of the past, the future is spotless? So if you just trust me and take that on faith, that man, regardless of the past, the future is spotless, you opened up more possibilities in your life automatically. So that's one little trick. Uh, I remember when a guy told me that at a, at a conference or seminar or something probably six, seven years ago. And I go, man, that's good. Mm, that is good. Mel Robbins, she has that TED Talk, The Five Second Rule. I think she's a book or something about it as well. She says, when you move your body, you change your mind. Oh, that's who said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Adrian came home and she's like, and Brooklyn Nervo, when you move your body, <laughs> you change, you change your, your mind. <laughs> so so you, when you get caught up, you get stuck in your head about something. Yeah. Do something else. Go for a walk. Push-ups. Do a dance party in the kitchen. Do some push-ups. Cold shower. <laughs> Cold shower. Oh, yeah. Head to the gym. Yep. Get an exercise in. 17 minutes on average cardio uh, will, will cause a change in your mind. Do something. And, and know, know that it's – I think it's supposed to be hard. And so that uncomfortable feeling that you have sometimes when you're trying to achieve a goal or, or you're working towards something or you're in the day and – you know, whatever reason you're, you're, you're tired a little bit or your body's not feeling well, don't let that be an excuse. Mm. The mind has the ability to override the body 99% of the time. Mm. Total muscle failure, total physical failure certainly occurs. And, and when those things happen, it's usually we're heading to the ER. We got to go figure out what's going on with our body. But 99% of the time, and even in those spaces, we can, we can empower our mind to tell our body, what to do and and that's a not a hundred percent of the time and, and there's a lot of scenarios that are medically um 
you know, cause us to be unable to do the things that we want to do, uh, even though our mind might, might hope we could do them. But, but most of the stuff throughout our days, I believe that we can decide, you know, to tell our body how to feel. And ultimately, then we've just got to take the action to get the result, just like you were in that class, right? You got a choice. Am I going to put the bars down? Am I, am I going to quit? Am I going to go slow? Or am I going to persevere with my mind telling me I'm going to finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. The Okay, there's this, um, I feel like our society, I don't know if it's our society, maybe it's the United States, I don't know where it came from, but I feel like there's kind of a lie that circle encircles us that makes us think that we have to have motivation or get motivation or keep motivation in order to make progress or make change. And I think that's a lie because I think that you don't necessarily have the motivation, but it doesn't mean you still can't make the change. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it anyway. It's, you know, it's not a... I mean, don't you think that that's a question people have? How do you keep your motivation up to keep working out or... Well, you, I think that's the piece. You don't have motivation. You don't necessarily. You won't necessarily have the motivation. So there has to be some other reason in order to make you go, even when you don't feel like it, even it, when you're tired, even mm-hmm. when you your baby was up because they have a double ear infection and yeah. now you didn't get enough sleep. One of the reasons that uh, I remember somebody taught me early on, and I you know I don't remember what law it is. I'm going to say a second law of motion. I don't know if that's true, but Newton said and taught that motion creates emotion. Hmm. Motion creates motion. And so I started to believe that. And so uh, when you believe something, it can cause you to act. Even though you don't have tangible circumstantial evidence of that might even be to the contrary. And so one of the beliefs that I always uh, have told myself since learning that is motion creates emotion. So move, do something. Do anything, um, get moving, and uh, you know, oftentimes the body will follow. And it, and it doesn't even, you know, like uh, this morning, I was talking to a kid last night uh, after football practice and uh, a great kid, freshman on our team. And uh, I said, I said, you know what, you know what you need to tell yourself tomorrow when you wake up? This is what I tell myself when the alarm goes off in the morning. Hello, day. I look forward to kicking your ass. And you know what? If either you intend on what's going to occur or the things that occur are going to intend on you. The power of intention is really, is really important. And so tell yourself the stories, the intentions that will cause the, the motion, the actions that will get you the results that you're looking for. And that's something I tell myself. And now my alarm was set for 527 this morning. And guess what? I woke up at 525. So I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to tell it to my alarm. I just got to tell it to myself. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So Trent Shelton was one of the speakers at this business conference. And he talked about this idea that your future self has to live with the consequences or not consequences, has to live with the decisions that you make today. So... Hmm. If you have a dream to run a marathon, you have to remember that in six months, if you haven't ran your marathon and you haven't trained for your marathon, that six month you has to 
live with the decisions that you're making today. So if you like want to be proud, I don't know if it's being proud is the right word, but just this concept that whatever you do today is going to affect that future vision and that future self. Absolutely. And proud, I think, is the correct term. I really believe, all due respect to the medical field, all due respect to all the therapists, all due respect to all the counselors, all due respect to all the preachers, all due respect to all the folks out there who want people to help people be better. And we, we've got this self-esteem, uh, anxiety, depression. I believe a remedy in a lot of cases is to just get after it when you six months he's saying there is is that you've got to live with it and so why am i depressed because i've been stinking on facebook for uh, an hour and 37 minutes and i got dick done why am i depressed because uh, i spent time sitting and watching the next netflix series over and over and over and over again and, and i didn't get the thing accomplished that i wanted to get accomplished the goal that i had set it didn't get me closer to my goals and some of us, you know, probably need to analyze the things in our world that are, that are not getting us closer to our destination. And so don't be depressed at six months when the marathon kicks your ass like it did me, right? Uh, for lack of training and, and preparation and, uh, you know, and, and the things that I, I didn't anticipate in the process. But then look within and say, what are the things that caused me to not put in the work day to day to day to day? Because at the end of the day, you either earn it or you don't. And we, we, it markets because it sells, because it's emotional. It's very emotional to, to feel good right now about what I'm doing and, and it, you know, to feel okay and comfortable now. But at the end of the day, in order to get what you want, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. Mm. So whoever told you it's supposed to be easy is a liar. And you know who's lying? People making a lot of money. Companies selling comfort, okay? Mm. Selling, <laughs> selling addictive comfort. They're lying to us. Mm. And those who can find that reality and that lie can really have a shot to achieve the goals that mean the most to them. And it is the guy who's getting up early sometimes because that's the only time he can get the workout in so that he can have the best chance in, of his mind performing, his body performing the best that day. It is the person who, who might stay up a little later uh, to make sure that they've studied and prepared. I've never had somebody go on the back end of a test or a challenge, you know, man, I wish I, I, wish I hadn't prepared so much. <laughs> but I've often had people go on the back of a challenge or a test go, man, I, I wish I would have prepared more. Hmm. And you only Eminem sung it, right? We, we, on our Thursday night practice, we, we sing it at the very end of practice a little bit. We play it. Is you, you get one shot sometimes at things. You get one opportunity sometimes at things. And so you, you, I sleep like a baby if I've put in the work. And, and I let the chips fall where they may. Because you're not always going to win and you're not always going to get the result you desire. But, but at the end of the day, I believe that something that is translable across anybody listening is to develop a good work ethic, develop the ability to get up and kick the day's ass. And, and just today, tomorrow, I've never woke up on a tomorrow. Maybe somebody on here has. If you woke up on a tomorrow, you let me know because <laughs> I've never met the guy who has. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. Guess what? That's today. 
<laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So what else did you learn? Adrian, actually, so you guys know, she's gonna she's giving me her Rise Conference learnings on the podcast. I got a few of them, but that's what we're here to do today. Give us her Rise Conference <laughs> learnings. They had some of the best speakers, right? I mean, you had uh, Ed Milet, Tom Balio, uh, some of the most renowned kind of thought folks in the mm-hmm. Dean Graciosi, mm-hmm. Trent Shelton you mentioned, Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. Who was your... What was that guy from Dave Ramsey? Uh, Chris Hogan. Yeah, Chris Hogan. Big Chris. He's the great. The deep voice. Great. You know, I actually had a chance to meet Chris Hogan uh, last month and uh, at the Palisades. Um, and uh, there was a dinner thing I, I was invited to, and, and I got a chance to talk to him for probably 10 or 15 minutes. And, and he said when he gets done with the tour, he's going he's gonna to listen to the Love the Process podcast. And uh, uh, But I'll tell you what, when I was talking to him about uh, kind of this idea of loving the process, he started to tear up and cry a little bit, and he said, you've got to do more of this, brother. You've got That's to do so more nice. of this. So it was an encouragement, and, uh, you know, he's got a great message, uh, certainly on, on how you can retire. Uh, inspired, I think, is, is the name of – it might be the name of one of his books. And That's Everyday cool. Millionaire, I think, is another, another, mm-hmm. another book that he's and He written. talked a lot about um, servant leadership, you know, when you're – when you're in something new, things you know, may have small groups, and he remembers joining the Dave Ramsey team, and they'd say, okay, all men on deck, and that meant like everybody had to go to the shipping floor and get the boxes onto the truck, because the truck was there, and it was only there for a limited amount of time. And the fir- his first day, his first all hands on deck, he turned around, and there's Dave Ramsey, and he's like, holy crap, Dave Ramsey. And he kind of mentions, hey, how come, how come he's down here? And they're like, all hands on deck. That means all hands on deck. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, and, and, and teamwork starts with you, right? Mm. It all starts with you. And oftentimes anything that's got a, a, a big purpose or a big uh, mission uh, is going to take more than one person to accomplish, almost always. Um, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Uh, very rarely uh, does, does anybody achieve anything great. Um, and, and are any happy about it at all if if there's not a great team involved so okay Marie Forleo also was a speaker and um, she talked about this idea that everything is figure outable hmm. and that you never need to you never need to come to a problem and feel defeated because everything can be figured out and that everything has a way to get through and even if you've never done it before or you don't know how to do it it doesn't mean that it's not a problem that can be that can't be overcome, and so it was really, and this is really just a mindset piece, right? That you're, no matter that no matter what, you're going to always have a thought around what's next, and at least what's the next step that I can take and take one piece, one one moment at a time. Right, and you know one of the top five things you know that we have uh, in terms of goals for our kids is I think the skill. Um, to everything being figure outable to develop is learn to learn, right? Learn to learn. This day and age, information is so readily available. I remember uh, one time when the, the motor on the boat uh, in the, the little dinghy wasn't working, wasn't getting fuel, a little Evinrude, six horsepower, and uh, 
you know, I was like, shoot, I wonder if somebody on YouTube's got an idea about why <laughs> why you wouldn't be hitting fuel. And sure enough, I YouTubed it in the middle of the drink, and it was handy because uh, I didn't have any oars with me. And so I've since put <laughs> oars in the boat, but it was going to be a long way back. And uh, and I got the answer. You're going to have to swim and pull the boat? <laughs> I was going to have to swim and pull the boat and, uh, or, or wave somebody down. But I got an answer to my issue and uh, got her going and got it back. So I think... I that, just replaced our kitchen faucet. Yeah, Tom was out of town yeah. and it was leaking, and I, I Googled it and replaced it. Bought a new one, <laughs> put it all in, and it works. Yeah, there's this thing called Google, <laughs> okay? It, it used to be, remember the Dewey Decimal System? I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember the Dewey Decimal System, but I, I can tell you, uh, there's probably people old enough. When I was in uh, elementary school and middle school, uh, everything, every book, you had to reference to the Dewey Decimal System. You know, it's how they organize the books at the library by subject, by subject. And now we've got a little bar in a search bar, and we can get at uh, any, virtually any piece of information uh, pertaining to something that we want to solve. Um, so I believe that too. You know, it starts with you building skills. Right. Mm. You know, the awareness is 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 awesome. And, and this podcast you listen to hopefully gives you some encouragement and some awareness. The rubber will meet the road, though, in the development of the skill, which means you're going to have to also have courage uh, to try things that are uncomfortable, because if you already knew how to do them and you were comfortable doing them, then you would already get the results that you want to be getting. And, and so uh, my encouragement is to develop skills and and one skill is to train your mind to flush excuses, mm-hmm. right? Back to excuses. That was one thing we talked about. Uh, another skill uh, is to decide that you're going to set a target, set a goal, and and work toward it, and that you're going to be accountable to that result mm-hmm. six months, three months, wherever the target lies. Um, and so I've got one. I set a, I set a goal. What is that? I gotta lose. Uh, well, I, I just found this out too. I, I did a little BMI test at the uh, Orange Theory Fitness, and they said I have. Uh, shout out to Orange Theory Fitness. I know. <laughs> I have a, a BMI body mass index. She said my trunk is good, whatever that means, like around the waist. She goes, "Ah, it's pretty good for your age," and I'm like, "Oh, thank you very much." But I've got to lose about 10% of my weight in 120 days. That's my goal. 10% of your weight? Of my, of my body, uh, of your, sorry, fat. Of your fat. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's did no they, small feat. Did they feet. give you like some ideas of where it's located? In terms of where it's located? Yeah, like the fat. <laughs> well, in my body. <laughs> I didn't ask him where. I just like, asked how much. You know, do you do like? Is it in your arms? Do you do more bicep mm. curls? Is it in your? I mean, I don't know. It's Less, not in your thighs. They you said. They said reduce your calorie intake by twenty five percent. Continue to exercise, and you'll be good. All right, there we go. <laughs> so there you go. But that's a goal I've got, and the target is uh, you know one hundred twenty days from November first. So I've got till March first. All right. So we'll keep tracking that this season two, <laughs> season dose of the podcast. Good. And we love 
goals. Well, we like, and we like I to love hear yours and like your goals. encourage. Yeah, and I think um, here's yeah, goals is an interesting You've topic. You've got to have goals, okay? Yeah, I think goals is an interesting topic because I think you have to have goals. I also think you need to celebrate the wins along the way, and I think you need to make sure that the goal is not an end. It's not an end game, right? It's not like you get there and you're done. I need to run a marathon, and then I run my marathon, and then I don't work out again for the rest of my life. Like it's not like you're done. A goal should be constantly working to improve yourself. And so you should always be taking, what's the next step up? Okay, I met that goal. Celebrate. What's my next Don't. Step, well, right? here's, yeah, yeah, I think so. Don't, it's kind of like golf. I was just talking about this. You know, mm-hmm. joining the golf club 2011, I was like a 16 handicap, and I'm half of that right now. And literally over the last eight years, I've gone down by a stroke or whatever. And, and there's going to be a place, there's going to be a place of optimization, right? So if it's, if it's this is the optimized target uh, for your BMI, for example, or your weight, or um, your your water intake, etc. Once you've gotten it where it's supposed to be as a habit, now the challenge, the goal is to the is to continue to love the process and maintain it because mm, you're either good. you're either getting better each day or you're getting worse. You're never staying the same, so you have to know. You have to start to understand, and I'll have to start to understand, what is the proper caloric intake? What is the proper amount of exercise? What is the proper amount of sleep to optimize my results and, and not go backwards? Uh, any, you got to hate going backwards, I think, is one of the keys to victory. And so what that really means is just little gains. You just gotta, it's got to be a daily approach. Uh, to getting better today. Ask, ask ourselves a question at the end of the day. Did I get better today? Hmm. Did I get better today? There's, a, there's lots of areas in which we can all improve. And, and you got to pick and choose which ones you want to focus on in a given day. But did I get better today? And, and I think that's it. And because people go two steps forward and one step back, I don't believe that's accurate. I think compounding of one step, one step, one step, one step, one step starts to be two step, two step, two step, three step, four step. It starts to compound. But when I take a day off or, or I backslide for any, any period of time, it's like two steps forward and nine steps back. Mm-hmm. And I can get those steps back, but it's going to take, it's not going to take the same amount of time it took me for me to go backwards. It's going to take more time. And, and you can see this on a graph pretty easily, but I, I think it's true. I know it's true in terms of the results in the habits, activities that we have that try to lead us and help lead us towards our goal. And then the, you know, the, the optimal spot is to really love the process. That's why it's the Love the Process podcast. Yeah, I think it can be discouraging and defeating to feel like if you can't, if you don't feel like you're ever quite getting there. But if you are feeling like you're making progress every day and you're living within that process and you're living within that element, right? He's saying, you know, however much sleep he needs to get. If he's living within those steps of what he knows he needs to take, then it's, you can celebrate all the time. Yep. You get a lot of time to celebrate. And, and it is, it is what, like Adrian said, if you can have daily celebrations, um, you know, that's, that's my dream one day is just to, to have a more, um, you know, uh, what's the word, aware society, if you will, an awareness uh, of our community to, to the process. Mm. You know, like we get a like on a Facebook post or we get a like on an Instagram post. We're like, oh, there's a like. Like that we can give a like to ourselves mm-hmm. when, we, when we execute on the process. Mm-hmm. 
like 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 ourselves, love ourselves, that big heart thing, like love the process. Mm-hmm. You know, to go, man, oh, I got it in today. Mm-hmm. I got it in today, and you you know you get it in today, and guess what? Today is always today. Mm-hmm. And if you get it in today, then you'll always get it in. And so we're back down to again fourteen hundred forty minutes of today, and and I think uh, getting a today mentality uh, as well, which by the way doesn't people don't like today mentality. It's not as exciting, and it doesn't it does. You can look at brain scans; it doesn't feed this uh, kind of spiritual hole or whatever in the soul, right? The today mentality. It's, you know, we're out in the future. We think the future has power. We think that, you know, and then I'm not saying don't dream. I think there's time to dream, but realize that what we do today is going to lead to tomorrow. And what we did yesterday led us to today. Just like your future self has to live with the decisions you make. Yeah, that's good. Um, James Clear. Spider had to live with the decision it made. <laughs> don't walk. Don't walk in my garage. <laughs> Let that be known to the rest of you spiders if you want to enter my home. <laughs> Sorry to all your all you squished. spider lovers out there. I like them outside eating the bugs in my garden. Please don't come in my house. <laughs> this is God's house. <laughs> that's true. It is. Um, okay. Jo- James Clear wrote Atomic Habits, and I think he has a great – I think he outlines a great way to kind of um, – he walks through how to create some of these habits so that you can – It's a great book. It is a great book. So I think – so that it can help you and encourage you to be able to figure out if these are the things that are important to you, how do you make them consistent within your life. So one of the things I'm trying to get back to is a gratitude, just a daily gratitude. And so something I learned this morning was that – um, from James' book, I had had done like a before I can take a shower, I am going to write down my gratitude list. And so I take a shower most mornings. But what I learned is that I don't take a shower every morning. <laughs> so that's something I learned this morning. And so I'm switching my habit kind of when I do it so that I don't forget to do it. And so now my new one is after I brush my teeth in the morning, I write down my gratitude list. And so... That, I mean, that's one of mine is that I'm just trying to get back into my habit of actually writing down my gratitude list. That's awesome. Yeah. Gratitude. You know, it's it's one of those things uh, that we talk about, you know, PMG, I call it, um, you know, whatever, you, you know, if you have any prayer, um, religious beliefs, you know, some sort of prayer uh, or, or intentionality in the morning uh, along with meditation really just that stillness of your mind and, and the meditation and I do is deep breath like that I take eight deep breaths and I like counting I like picking numbers um, you know because it gives you a sense of completion and I give myself that big heart because I did it and then gratitude is, is we as we talk about we think is probably the most foundational habit that one can build um, in okay, your so life okay so when you're so science okay so science has shown when you take your deep breaths you need your breath to go all the way down into your gut. And so your belly should rise completely when you take your full deep breath. And then your belly should be the first thing that um, starts to go down when you're taking your breath out. So it should fill all the way up. If you keep your deep breath too much in your chest, then it actually spurs on 
anxiety that like when you get stressed out or worried or, you know, like um, when you're driving in a car and someone stops really suddenly in front of you and you have to slam on your brakes, you start to breathe deeply and heavily. And that's chest, that's chest breathing. And so in order to, in order to get the full benefits of deep breaths and the full relaxation and the full like um, brain resetting of deep breaths, it's got to go all the way down into your gut. It's great. Belly breaths. Belly. Belly breaths. Can we call them belly breaths? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Belly breaths. I like simple ways of thinking. You can tell Adrian's obviously the smart one on this podcast, and I just try to create simple, funny ways to think about doing the thing that hopefully will help us. So belly breaths. That's why we're such a good team. <laughs> but it is important that they're, That's you know, nice. that Thank they're, and it, and it always makes me feel good to all, uh, so you know I'm not you know I got my bachelor's in arts okay for a reason Adrian got her bachelor's in science <laughs> for another reason okay and uh, I like to observe notice try apply iterate from there and kind of create my own personal science and uh, Adrian is much more um, apt to to see data and read reports and understand the science side of the action and and what it provides us. So I think we're a great team. That's all. Sometimes <laughs> I, I like I like data too. I like I like understanding. But so it's awesome to know there's good science behind it. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> belly breaths. So there's a habit. Try to take eight belly breaths in the morning. There you go. I can tell you from personal experience. It'll, okay, so, it'll change your life. Okay, so Atomic Habits would say you need to have a decision on when you're going to do it. So maybe make it super clear so that your brain doesn't have to think about it. So before I can get out of bed, I have to, I will take eight belly breaths. Yeah. Or before I step into the shower, I will take eight belly breaths. Or Yeah, and maybe, you know, and, and then to really put that intentionality forward when you're creating a habit, I like, you know, back in the day they used to show the, the reminders, you know, the tight little string on your finger. Oh, yeah, have you know, some sort cartoons, of a trigger. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I actually, my, my trigger on, on habits and things that I'm trying to do that are outside of my norm is I've got this thing called a pen, and then I write it on my hand. <laughs> I write it right on the, what's part of my hand is that? The top? I the don't top. Know. <laughs> I write it on the top of my hand. And then at some point throughout the day, even if I don't notice it, somebody else will look at it and they'll go, What's that on your hand? And it'll say, belly breaths. And I'll go, holy crap, I didn't do my belly breaths. And then I'll do them. And then when I take a shower, oh, yeah, that's a I good might point. have to put that's it back on. Thing. So if you got a pen nearby, yeah. write down a habit that you're going to do in the morning. And if it's belly breaths, awesome. Yeah. If it's gratitude list, sort of, awesome. Yeah, have some sort of a trigger. Some sort of a trigger. I've got my note cards on my next to my mirror, so when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm looking at my note card, and that's my reminder to do my. That's another. That's my one of my triggers. Yep. Yeah, I have note cards next like to it. my bed uh, because on my note card I write what's called an MIT list, most important tasks. Okay, we're gonna talk about that in another podcast. We'll do an MIT podcast because it we're gonna probably go to the seven is its own daily disciplines. Well, there's seven podcasts. There you go. Well, now. That's awesome. I'm Season so dose. Season dose. You're going to you get a excited? dose. You're going to get a dose of the seven daily disciplines that over a decade and change, uh, we have come to believe 
will really change your life for the positive. So you got to take them one at a time too. That'll be good. Okay, so I learned I learned a lot more about very specific business things at Rise Business, but that was all that I wanted to talk about this week was really it's an inside job. And what can you do to celebrate the wins along the way, but to continue to move forward? Be great. Love it. It's awesome. You going to share some more business learnings later with us? Of course. Awesome. And it, but I think that you're right. Uh, or that I think it's awesome we're starting this season with mentality, right? This is really a mentality piece. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you know much about the framework of Love the Process, first of all, it's awesome you're still listening to this podcast because you're with us and you're in the community and we're grateful for you. Um, but the framework of Love the Process is, is this mentality comes first. And then, and then preparation, right? These, these daily disciplines, this preparation that continues so that we can execute mm. on the things that matter most. So mentality, preparation, execution, that's the framework. And, and we will continue to highlight some of the skills within those three areas. Uh, but it starts with mentality. If you don't have the proper mindset, uh, Jefferson uh, said we can't really help a guy that doesn't have the proper mentality, no matter how bad he might want something. So so remember, when you move your body, you change your mind. So if you get stuck in a rut, if you feel all of a sudden are realizing you're feeling frustrated, hop on that dance party. Motion creates emotion. Motion and creates emotion. it all starts with who? Me. Me. <laughs> Thanks right. for being with us. Thanks, friends. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. You can also follow along on our adventures on Instagram.